Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. Hey, Soil Cousins. It's your girl, Cola B. Talking. The hostess with the mostest, and you know the rest. Coming to you just a little bit late on this week, but I legitimately had some significant things happening in life, as you know, so many of us do. I'm not saying it's just me, but in response to feeling very busy, I definitely wanted to give myself some grace and give myself a little bit more time in order to make sure that you have a quality episode. And one thing that is going to be really dope and unique and fun and special about this particular episode is that it's a solo episode. It's just me. Oh my God. I was reflecting (laughs) on the origins of Black in the Garden as I do from time to time. You know, that's how it is when you do a thing when you create a thing, you know, when you have a baby, you know, sometimes you just be like, I remember when you was first born, you was so cute. So kind of like that. But I mean, just similarly to the experience of being born, just the concept of that, you're born alone and you know the rest. But the first episode of Black in the Garden, for those of you who haven't heard it, it was just me. I was just talking and I was just saying, hey, I'm here. This is my intention. And of course, had no idea that it would have the impact that it has had. Definitely had the intention of it having a significant impact. But just like going back to that whole concept of having a baby, anybody who has kids, you just never really know how they're going to turn out. And you can only hope for the best and do your best to provide the most ideal circumstances in order for them to thrive. And similar to planting a seed, which is something that I will definitely be referring back to several times in this episode. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I'll be thinking that stuff is random. Stick with me. I'm going to go somewhere. Look, just this morning or yesterday morning, sometimes I get mixed up with time. I literally listened to not one, but two episodes of The Plant Nook hosted by my homie Armando, who I was on his show a few episodes back. If you want to go and listen to that, I'm, I don't see why not. Go ahead and go have a listen. Enjoy yourself. I learned a lot. We learned a lot. It was a great conversation. But I'm catching up on his show and his most recent episodes. He was discussing the evolution of seeds. Oh, my God. I learned so much. Oh, my God. They're so good. Y'all go listen to The Plant Nook. I'm going to link that in the episode notes. Anywho, what had happened was I'm listening to The Plant Nook. Armando is discussing seeds and all of the wonders and like all this really sciencey and technical detail about how they work and the origins of seeds. I learned about this one particular palm tree. It's the largest seed in the world, comes from this particular type of palm tree that drops the seed in a body of water and it floats around until it gets to land and then it germinates. That's wild, right? But the point is this, as I was getting ready to do this episode, which here's a fun fact, full disclosure, when I do a solo episode, it is quite impromptu. It is generally unscripted. I have not to this day 
done a solid, hardcore scripting of any episode. I'll have my notes. I'll have some questions, an outline perhaps, but I feel most comfortable just coming straight off the dome. It just feels more organic to me, right? I'm saying all that to say that listening to an episode or several episodes, just considering seeds, also being very mindful of the fact that I will be sowing seeds very soon I am just very much mindful of this concept of seeds and growing things. And of course, we are all quite hyper aware of the emergence, the coming of the spring. As I like to say it, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the show, spring is about to spring. So we are in preparation for the spring. And those of us who fool with seeds, I understand that that's not all of us who are into Black in the Garden. There's just so many different ways that we engage with plants and and gardening and how we engage. But as for me and what I like to do, I've come to appreciate planting seeds. So here we are having a solo episode in consideration of thinking about where you started from, thinking about the origin of a thing and how generally it starts small. It starts with an intention. When you're getting ready to plant a seed, there is very much an intention behind it. Who's really going and putting seeds into anything, wanting to to reap something from the sowing of that seed and also anticipating that nothing is going to happen? We don't just be doing this shit just to do it. We sow seeds with intention. And that's something that I just want you to kind of marinate on that. Pause this if you need to. Take a deep breath. I remember I said a few episodes back on my last solo episode, if I'm not mistaken, that we was going to do more of that, especially after having felt such a, a beautiful and relevant shift after having talked to our good homie friend of the show, Travis. And what's that? Plants and Poses? That's that episode. Y'all go back to that if you haven't heard that. It was magnificent. But I started the show just me. That was before I even knew y'all as soil cousins, before y'all knew me as Cola be talking or anything, depending on when you joined this journey. If you're new here, welcome. What's up? How you doing? Soil cousin? That's what we call each other around here. That's for all of us, me included. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we could say I'm the head soil cousin in charge just because I'm in charge of this, but you know, I'm not really running that much else. <laughs> Besides Black in the Garden and my damn mouth. So there is that. And I hope that you enjoy that. I mean, really, otherwise, considering the length of this episode, whatever that number may be, why else would you be listening for as long as you would be unless you enjoyed it? So shout out to those of you who are into it. So in consideration of planting seeds and getting ready for spring, what has just occurred to me, what just came in my spirit that I'm excited about because I'm always excited about something. That's just generally how I roll. I mean, I am a very much naturally optimistic person and that optimism has served me very well. It has gotten me through as many trials and tribulations as I've ever had in my whole life. Really, truly, because there's this concept of that I use. This is me. This is what I employ personally. I'm gonna drop some gems, y'all. Just take notes. Stick with me. We're going to have a good time. But what I generally do is hold on to optimism. 
But taking it just a step further, and I can remember as far back as about the age of 23, I don't feel like telling y'all how old I am. I ain't doing that right now. But yo, at a very early age, I specifically remember telling a friend of mine who was dealing with something that she was just having a very hard time with. I said, you know what? This is not going to last that much longer. I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but one thing I do know that you can do to help yourself. And this was the first time I remember verbalizing this because other than that, it had just been the way that I process things. But it is very much true. And this is for whoever needs to hear it. It's one of those moments where it's like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but visualizing, visualizing, considering what is it going to be like on the other end of this? How will I move on? How will I proceed? How will I even possibly benefit from this experience, whatever trash experience it may be, it works pretty well. You know, optimism is generally considered optimism in the face of some bullshit. <laughs> when you're having a good time and when things are going well, optimism just, it hits different. It's like, are you really in tune with thinking that things will get better or that things will be better if things are already good? It's like you can't have dark without light. It's one of those where it's like optimism is generally something that we put into practice when we are experiencing things as we would rather not have to experience them. But optimism also applies to situations where we're not really sure what the outcome of something will be. So it could be neutral. It could go either way. But we're not certain, I guess, in any instance of practicing optimism there is an element of uncertainty on some level. See, I told y'all the seed theme. This is what dropped in my spirit. That's why generally a solo episode is me just speaking from the heart. I said off the dome, but it's really truly coming from the heart. So when we are sowing seeds, as some of us have already done in this season, or some of us are getting ready to do, shout out to those of you who are sowing seeds for the first time, there is optimism that is included in that. And there's quotes about that. Once again, holler at your girl, Auntie Google. She will deliver those to you. I might even have a few of those on my Instagram. Just stay tuned. I also want to share this with you. My first experience with sowing seeds, I didn't like it. Was not a fan. It just seemed very tedious to me. It also was very intimidating, if I'm honest. And I'm pretty sure that my feeling or my perception of planting seeds, sowing seeds, being an intimidating task, I'm pretty certain that that did have something to do with me just not feeling all the way confident about my ability to do it right. And so for those of you who are experiencing that, I encourage you and I just want to encourage you like specifically to do one, just one word, maybe two words, just start. Honey, that's all you got to do. Just put the shit in the dirt, okay? And if you want a little hack, because I know when it comes to Auntie Google and gardening or planting advice, it can get daunting. This goes out to those of you who are not feeling confident about your ability, who may be new. I know many of you, and shout out to those of you who did the survey, because it's helped me to understand y'all and y'all expectations and y'all's experience of gardening a lot better as far as on, on the whole. But those of you who have planted before, who have felt this before, you get it. 
But those of you who are getting ready to do this for the first time, being new to gardening, it's really simple. Here's the hack. This is just my advice. Listen, it's not science. It's my advice. Okay, so remember that. So don't be mad at me if the shit don't work. But have optimism, girl, or soil cousin. So here we are. Understand this hack, which is very simple. When you sow a seed, consider the size of a seed. Whatever the seed is that you're growing, something like a kale seed or a tomato seed, those tend to be pretty small. And what that indicates is that that seed does not need to be buried that deeply. You can generally get away with just kind of pressing your finger lightly into the soil, dropping that seed in that little indentation, and then kind of sprinkling some soil on top. Pat it down a little bit just to get that soil contact. Of course, you want to use moist soil when you do this. And that's about it. You get what I'm saying? The reason why you can get away with that when you're sowing a seed, my dear, a seed of that size, to be specific, is because it is such a small seed. If you have a larger seed, like a squash seed, which, oh my God, I love planting large seeds, actually, especially with children. And that's another hack or those of you who plant with children for whatever reason, whether they be your kids or somebody else's kids, it don't matter. One thing that I feel is true in my experience with planting seeds is that larger seeds are, for obvious reasons, a lot more kid friendly. If I'm getting my kids to help me plant very tiny seeds. I get a little nervous, especially if I'm getting a little too particular about doing it in a very specific way. Y'all know how it is with kids if you know. They don't always really be careful. Their motor skills still need to be developed. When you're planting larger seeds, generally it is a good idea to do that with kids, especially like a bean. Y'all, a bean? And I meant to shout out seed mill at the top. Those of you who are OG soil cousins, y'all have already heard me interview with Stephanie of seedmailseed.co. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm looking at the box that I have chock full of seed mail right now that I will absolutely be planting soon. But back to planting with children. Larger seeds much more fun to plant with kids because they got these little hands and if they drop the seed or, you know, they're getting a little childish as children are, then it's not this whole, oh shit, what happened to the seed? You know, it's like, it's a squash seed. They're pretty big. Depending on the size of your fingernails, a squash seed can be about the length of a fingernail, a squash seed or a bean Planting beans is uh, very fun with kids, for kids. Many of us who can remember back to perhaps a very elementary school or elementary age experience with seeds most likely have at least, at the very least, had some kind of experiment where you planted a bean and you had to report on the growing stages and how that thing grows and, and all the parts of it. But once again, back to this episode about seeds from the plant nook. Go and listen to that. Armando breaks it all all the way down, all the way back to like before the dinosaurs was here. So it's so worth a listen. The nerd in you will love it. And if you're anything like me, you got some nerd in you. Okay. 
a lot maybe. But the point that I was getting into and in, in explaining all that, who cares? Because it's black in the garden. So here I am giving very explicit details about the growing of a thing, which I'm loving this, by the way, because I feel like I don't do it enough. So stay tuned once again, because we'll absolutely be getting into more of that. I be trying to educate. I be trying to inspire and give in that way. But it's the optimism. That's how we got here. It's deeper than me just taking this little seed capsule, whatever you want to call it, and just sticking it in some dirt Everybody don't use soil. There's different mediums that you can use to grow seeds in. That's truly a whole other episode. That's not the one that we're having today, though. So be patient. But (laughs) we will definitely get more into that. I'm here to let you know, just as sure as this episode is hitting your ears right now. But really, I just want to encourage those of you who needed that for the going back to my friend and, and the advice that I give about visualizing and optimism, taking your optimism just a step further by not just feeling like everything is going to be okay or having the confidence to believe that everything will turn out or I don't know about everything because really everything like let's be realistic. It is life. But having the confidence to believe that things will turn in your favor and just Sticking to that, but taking it a step further and being able to actually visualize more specifically what is the best or most desired outcome. If you can actually visualize that and really align your mind, I guess another way to put that would be manifesting low key. Sure, if you're into that, not assuming that you all are, I certainly am. And I can absolutely say that it's been going very well for me, especially if you look at just this podcast as an example of that. I've been doing a lot of that lately and it's it's been paying off for sure. So holler at me if you know you want a little bit more information about that or some recommendations for some some people to keep up with or even some other podcasts or podcasters to get into so that we can really get into that. And there's an episode that I did re-air recently with the soil cousin Wes, and that was called Setting Intentions with Plants. But we did discuss manifesting and how that works with setting an intention and doing that in the act of planting seeds, as well as around the time when you are repotting your plants and writing down your intention and putting it in that soil and having it grow with that. There was plenty more to that conversation, of course, go and tune into that episode. So this is pretty cool to also have a callback to these episodes that I've already mentioned I may or may not put it in the show notes, but what I do know, if you haven't heard that or if you need to hear that episode again, what I know to be true is that you will take a pause and take note of that episode so that you can go listen to it. Because if you really want to hear it, if you really need to get that information, you go get it, whether I put it in the episode notes or not. That I know to be true in my experience of being on the other side of the podcast as a listener. So there is that. But yes, spring is about to spring. It is consistently for as long as I can remember, especially in my adult life, 
It is my favorite season. The air feels different. The energy of the whole atmosphere. It's like we are anticipating these vernal delights that we are about to get into. And I remember this being the case before I was even a gardener, always feeling a lot more optimistic around the beginning of spring. And you know, I'm very certain that that has a lot to do with the way that the seasons are changing. And especially with regard to it warming up outside. That just makes everybody hype because we're all very much like (laughs) we are getting liberated from these heavy jackets. And I want (laughs) I'm laughing because that just came up in the most recent interview that I did. And you can hear that interview on the Grow Guide podcast, which is really dope. It's a highly rated podcast in Canada. So I spoke with the host there and I was the uh, Black History Month feature because these are white folks. Really nice white folks, by the way. Shout out to the nice white folks who are really trying to get it and trying not to be terrible. Love those. (laughs) Love y'all. Of course, being Canadian, they have a lot of experience with cold weather. So the joke that came up was getting liberated from heavy winter coats. And that resounded with me. So I'm like, boom, here y'all go. That's a big part of why I know I end up getting excited about the coming of the spring because it's like, y'all, we get to go outside without having to have all these layers on. And if you are country at heart like me, then there's this whole excitement around like not having to put on all these extra layers on your feet. I really do prefer to be barefoot. Let's just be honest. I am born in Georgia, in the great southern corner of the United States of these here Americas, the land of the red clay. All right. I am absolutely country at heart and was mainly raised in Florida. And there's just something about being born in Georgia and raised in Florida that amounts to not liking to wear shoes, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. But like I said, I'm country at heart. Okay. But interestingly enough, considering the concept of balance, I'm a city girl in my mind. Like in in my mind, I just like things a certain way as far as the concept of city dwelling. But in my heart, there's something about loving nature and especially gardening and, and wanting to have the room to grow all the things that really helped me to come to terms with the fact that I am very much country at heart because I wasn't entirely clear about that. So it's always good to be clear about as much as we can be clear about because there's just so much in life that is uncertain and that sucks. And that's why, and let me shout out Mother Oprah, my favorite part of her magazine, which if I remember correctly, she not doing the magazine no more. Is that right? I'm thinking out loud. No, don't don't worry about me. I'm fine. But at the end of Oprah Magazine, if you got an issue, if you got access, or if you've read it before, she has this section that's called Things I Know For Sure. And there's nothing like a thing that you know for sure. Nothing like it at all. It's just certainty is not something to be taken for granted. At the same time, though, As much as I've been talking about optimism and visualization and getting through uncertainty and uncertain times, especially the times that we are currently living in, consider this. 
there's value in uncertainty. And that really does take some time to really wrap your head around, especially if you're not used to thinking about things that way. But I assure you, it is true. You can still find peace amidst uncertainty. And that message right there, I know somebody needed to hear that. Even me, myself, needed to be reminded of that. That is something that I can forget every time I go to bed and wake up every day and be like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? And then I have to remember, yeah, you can plan as much as you can. And sure, you can plan things down to a cellular level. And won't a pandemic just knock it all off course? Right? Won't some kind of illness or some just completely unforeseen type situation, lightning could strike. Girl, I don't know. But anything could go down that could throw off your meticulous plans. So let's keep that in mind as well. Because if you know the saying, then you know that life is what happens while we're busy making plans anyway. And Going back to the consideration of the spring and, you know, planning out gardens. Many of us plan our gardens out. We got our seeds together. We got our seeds over here. We got our little notebook. We got our little apps and shit. And we're like, boom, I'm going to kill it this year. I'm going to get all the squash, tomatoes galore, cucumbers down. And then what happens? Some kind of bug, some kind of too much rain or not enough something else. Who knows? Blossom end rot. Things happen. Unforeseen things. (laughs) We don't have to be mad about it because you know what's true at the end of the day in consideration of all these pests and stuff? Bugs got to eat too. And they just trying to live and survive in this world just like we are. And they bugs. So that's all they really know is like, I got to find some food. So let us also consider that while we are hating pests as much as many of us do. But we should know better by now if we've been listening to the kids and Nadia discussing bugs in our bug life segment. You heard it before. I'm assuming you have. You ain't, most of y'all ain't new anyway. So there's that. But yeah, I don't want to go on and on way super duper too long. But I'm really glad that we got to take this time, that we got to have this time and consider as much as we've considered. And it's just what's happened for me that really let me know that this was a great time to have this solo episode. And I just got straight into it too. I'm just like, y'all here, what? We finna talk. What's up? What's up? So transformation. I'm speaking for myself, really, personally. In transformation and Things that have happened. We just spoke about uncertainty and not just having the ability. Even if you psychic and you can see the future. One thing that I've come to understand about psychics is that they don't typically get a super clear idea of exactly what all is going to happen. That's just not how it works. But that's not the point. The point is very much in considering that things don't always go as planned What you end up doing when you really take it all in and really just process that and let that grow you, what you'll end up doing is you'll find yourself being a lot more relaxed. You'll find yourself not being so uptight and concerned about 
well, this didn't go the way I wanted it to go. This didn't go as planned. And I'm speaking specifically about that and to that because what I've noticed really actually over like the last few days is that there have been a few things that have either happened or news that I've received that would otherwise, if I hadn't experienced as much wild type of bullshit as I've experienced, but not just experienced, but also persevered through and had to work really hard just to stay where I'm at and stay in a good place. These few things that have come up and these this news that I've received that is kind of relevant or whatever, but at the same time, it's like when you experience a great deal of things and you are able to navigate through them and you're able to really, you know, especially when it comes to change and unexpected things and even, you know, stuff like death and, and trauma and all of that, you tend to come out of that if you got the gym that you needed to get from that experience and you're not sweating the small stuff. You're not so much concerned with that thing that maybe your kid broke or that person who you didn't get to connect with in the way that you thought that you would. It's just, it, it just hits different. So, and I know I can say a lot more because... <laughs> Cola do be talking and and that I did and and we've we we talked it out in this very special seed themed episode which will most certainly be reflected in the title of this episode but I'm going to take this time now to thank all my soil cousins who are listening to this who have been listening faithfully appreciate y'all those of you who have taken any step further than listening and who have shared or who have contributed in any way, uh, particularly financially by becoming a patron. Y'all, you still got time. The, my Patreon is wide open. <laughs> and that link is in the show notes. But if you got a minute, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Black in the Garden and go ahead and become a patron. You're going to want to do that because you want to support. I mean, if you know how hard I'm working and how I am investing in seeing Black in the Garden expand further and wider, then support that by making your contribution to help me sustain this show. By the time you pick your first tomato or by the time the spring rolls around, we will be having access to and enjoying some good old Black Women Garden merch. I can't wait myself. I can't wait to wear it. I can't wait to share it. You know what I'm saying? All of those good things. So yeah, I just want to let you know that all of that is on the way. And once again, because it's worth saying it again, I want to encourage you to contribute in whatever way. I mean, you could drop just, you could drop something in my, in my, what is that? The cash app. I'll leave my cash tag in the episode description here Become a patron and support. I am maintaining this as best as I possibly can, but your support helps me maintain it that much easier and just makes it that much more dope and fly and amazing because I have that much less to be concerned about when I have that kind of backing from my supporters. So shout out to those of you who are falling in alignment with that. Now, pretty much everything else you need is in the show notes, as I mentioned, some episodes that I've been on, some shows, some 
all the things and the things that you generally will find there. So here's a fun fact about me. I feel like this happens at the end of every episode, but I'm just going to full disclosure. Part of my awkwardness is ending a conversation or just cutting shit off and be like, okay, I'm done. Bye. So I'm going to do that right now. You know what I like to say when I when I cut it off? Here's what it is. I'm just going to say this. This is one this last thing, I promise. I be feeling like I'm going to forget something or like I didn't include all the things that I need to include. But seedmillseed.co, want to make sure that I mention that. There is buy five, get one free. You need to sign up for the newsletter, though, just to make sure that you're getting the seeds when they are available because seed mail is... At one point, you could just go on there and be like, boom, want the seeds, getting them. Now the demand is so much higher and it's small business. It's owned and operated primarily by one individual who is brilliant and amazing, hardworking, the Stephanie of Seed Mail Seed Co. So Black in the Garden is the code to get that discount, but sign up for the newsletter so you can get the seeds when they are available. I know I said I'm awkward at cutting this off, but I said everything that I need to say by now in a smooth less than 45 minutes. I ain't trying to hold you, but here we is. But now I'm going to wish you love, light, and soil. Happy sewing. Happy everything. Thank y'all so much. And I'm out. <laughs>